Good morning. My name's Emily. I'm part of the charitable giving team here at Friends Church. So we get the opportunity to stand up here every week and tell you about all the ways that you can contribute to our community. Um, Today, I just wanted to highlight that we are actually really excited to be able to fundraise through the Alberta Casino Program. And we have a casino coming up near the end of May. The 27th and 28th are the dates that we're given, and we're still looking for a few more volunteers to help us out. Um, Casinos are an awesome way to raise a whole bunch of money, and if you wanted to contribute some time, um, your shift is worth somewhere between $1,800 and $2,000. So it's definitely a good bang for your buck, um, and will really help us out operationally. And just allow us to um, be consistent and be sustainable in all the things that we do here. So if you appreciate this community as much as I do and you want to um, make sure that you can help it continue on, um, I encourage you to go to our website and check it out. Friendschurch.ca slash casino is where you will find all the information that you need there. As always, we have opportunities for you to donate to us financially. Um, You can do that if you're in person here at the black box at the back of the room. You can give online or on our website or through our app. Um, And any one of those um, is something that we greatly appreciate. We really do rely on on the generosity of all of our donors and the the people that appreciate this place. So thank you for joining us today, and we'll hope to see you at the casino. Thank you, Emily. I, uh, I've talked with a few people already this morning who have said um, that this stage is bothering them. It is, it, the clutter is driving them crazy. Their head is spinning going, please, just clean this out. This is how my garage has been for a while now. Uh, only like... Yeah, a lot worse. Uh, There are tools. There are, you know, the boys plug their car in, and then there's cables lying everywhere. We, uh, I I come out, and it's just like, or the garage door comes up as I drive up, and it's just like, and I, I'm often walking through, kind of, uh, 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 and it's all I can do to just. Get by it and get in. See, one thing about me is I enjoy working in the garage. I have tools out there. I love doing woodworking projects. I love doing home renovations. I love working on the cars. Anything to kind of, I don't know, just knick-knacking around, you know? I enjoy that. But over the last couple years, I mean, there's nothing nicer than being able to go out there. And I got like what should be a 30-minute job to get done. And I get out there and I'm like, where's my freaking screwdriver? I'm looking around, I'm going, someone borrowed it and didn't put it. And I'm looking for the drill. The drill should be, oh, there it is. I end up spending a half an hour just pulling everything together to actually get the job done. How many have ever felt this frustration? And then, you know, you do these projects over the years I engage in a project, and all of a sudden you got stuff that's left over. Building materials, tools get added to the garage. All of a sudden it's like, okay, where are we going to put that now? Hmm. A number of years ago, we just I did a whole clean out, started organizing everything, getting everything in its place. I got to this point where I was just like, 
I had this pile of stuff that I didn't really have a home for. And it's kind of like the stuff that you're going, it's valuable enough to me, I don't want to get rid of it, I don't have a home for it. Uh, so I said, ah, screw it. We're just going to put it in this pile right over here. And we'll, we'll come back to it. I just ran out of steam. Lost motivation for it. Then COVID hit. And in the middle of COVID, we did another rental project. Some more tools get started getting pulled out and spread out in the garage, and we're working away. More stuff starts adding up. And then, of course, someone comes along, opens up the garage, pulls their car kind of partway in, cleans it out, big bag of garbage. Yeah, we'll just leave it right there. Someone goes camping. Oh, yeah, the camp stove comes in, the tent, a couple lawn chairs. Ah, we'll just... It's kind of the, the halfway house for a lot of this stuff. We'll just park it here for right now, and we'll come back to it. And every time that garage door comes up, I'm like, ah. it's like, it's like bacteria just growing in my garage. It's, and, and just, just but I've noticed something over the last while. I keep telling myself, Jeff, you got to get out there and you got to tackle that garage. Yeah, this Saturday, I'm going to tackle it. We're going to get there. We're going to get that thing cleaned out. And Saturday morning comes along. I'm going, okay, psych myself up. We're going to do this. We're going to... And I get out there, and I start with a couple things, and then all of a sudden, I notice that pile that I had no home for. And now I'm recognizing a bunch of other stuff could be added to that. And it's... And before long, I'm just like, I think golf is calling me. I think I'm going to go inside, just take a little bit of a breather. How many have ever felt a little bit of that in some part of your life? I'm embarrassed by it. I put a picture up on, on our social media this week, kind of advertising this thing. It was a picture of a garage. It wasn't our garage. But the number of people that reached up to me saying, is that your garage? Like, so judgmental. I'm just like, screw you. You know, like, uh, it is embarrassing. It's, that wasn't my garage. I wanted to qualify. That's not mine. Mine is better than that. No, it doesn't matter. I'm embarrassed by it. I carry shame around this thing. It's got my number right now. And every time that garage door opens, it feels like all the neighbors are looking and going, what the? Though I'm embarrassed by it, I know I'm not alone. Now, it might not be a garage, but chances are there is a bit of a dumpster fire in some part of your life that's got your number. For some, it's, it's their struggle to save money. And it's like they mean to, they want to, they want to clamp down their spending, they want to find a side hustle, get, get money. Some are trying to break a bad habit. That's just got them by the throat. Some are trying to get fit, and they're going, man, I, I want to lose this weight. I want to I get and eat healthier. Some are looking for a job, a new career path. And or they're contemplating a career path, and they know they need to make a change. And it's just sitting there. Some are just trying to file their taxes. And I'm going, oh, i got to get to that. You pick your dumpster fire. Chances are there's a part of your life that you're just in full-blown avoidance of right now. And for, why? What's going on underneath that? I don't have a clue what's going on underneath that. But there's these voices that just whisper in our ears. Why are you even bothering? <laughs> 
You know how this is going to end up. This graduate is just going to end up a disaster again in three months. You remember how frustrating it was when you confronted that thing last time with those people? Remember how bad that went? Yeah, you want to talk to your husband about that problem? Remember how bad that blew out? You want to lose that weight? You know how quickly that all came back last time. And those whispers, they just have teeth. Before long, it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I got what it takes. As soon as that begins to happen, then motivation levels start to evaporate, don't they? It's like, ah, procrastination sets in. Ah, maybe come back to it. But then something else happens then. Then it's like that thing can begin to grow. Get more power. It does something inside our psyches, can't it? Let me ask you something. Is there something that you've been wanting to tackle in your life? Some direction you're wanting to take, some initiative, some project, some character development, some relational improvement. But you just can't seem to muster up the motivation to do it. You know what's really tragic about this? about whatever thing that might have come to your mind. It's the fact that it's not that you can't do it. Chances are, it's not that you can't do it. It's that something perhaps inside you is becoming convinced. It's starting to believe that you can't. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's not that you can't. Something inside your psyche is saying, I don't think I got this. Research has a lot to say about this very thing. In her book, How to Change, and I've, we've referenced this book a number of times throughout this series, Amy Milkman references a survey. They targeted four different groups of people who were struggling to do, well, one of four things. Some were struggling to save money, some were trying to lose weight, some were trying to control their tempers, and some were trying to find employment. It was interesting. They asked the question, what could you do to be more successful in this pursuit that you're after? What could you do? When it came to kind of ideas, constructive, effective tips for achieving what they wanted to do, They said it didn't matter who they asked. They all had great ideas that could lead to success. Some said, well, I need to to turn off my cell phone when I'm studying. Yeah, great idea. I need to reward myself after I finish a project. Yes, great. Some said, you know what? I got to stop paying for everything with a credit card. If I just start using cash, that would really make me think harder about the stuff I'm spending. Yes, that's proven. They just came up with idea after idea. They knew what they were supposed to do. They just simply weren't doing it. The question was why? Why, if they know what they should do? If they know it, why don't... Researchers began to suspect that their failure to act, it wasn't related to knowledge. It was related to self-doubt. 
a lack of confidence in themselves. And it often, that, that lack, that, that self-doubt, or that lack of confidence in themselves, it often stemmed from some former failure. Something had happened where they couldn't do it, and now it chipped away at their confidence, chipped away at their confidence, to the point where internally they really weren't sure they could. Study after study has shown that those with high levels of self-confidence, a belief in themselves, and their ability to change, their ability to engage in new behaviors, their ability to break bad habits, whatever it was, whatever it was, the people who had high, le- high levels of confidence always outperformed those who were struggling self-doubt. You know, it's funny, I read the words of Apostle Paul And I can't help but hear the self-doubt coming through his words. Listen to this. I realize, he says, I don't have what it takes. I will it. I want it so bad, but I don't. I can't seem to do it. I I want to do good, but then I I really don't do it. Then the the very thing I'm, I'm not wanting to do, I'm saying, no, I can't do that. I go ahead and do that. He said, my, my decisions, such as they are, they don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong deep inside me, and it's getting the better of me every time. Oh. I, I, I hear those words, and I go, oh, man, I've said that. I felt that. Research is clearly showing when we lose expectancy and our confidence in our own abilities, it is a motivation killer. And it leads to bad things. It leads to further disappointment, further failure. The burning question becomes, how do you boost your confidence? Like, that must be it, right? That must be the question if we talk about this very thing. The, the, the self-doubt, the lack of confidence, the, the stuff it leads to. How do you, how do you stop the self-doubt? How do, you, how do you boost confidence so you don't fall into that thing? It's what we want to talk about today. And that is what we want to do, right? We want to figure out a way to do the thing that we really believe we can do, that we believe we should be doing. Because let's be honest, and I've been saying this again and again, we've all been saying it, we don't just get out of bed to show up here at B'nai Tikva or climb on YouTube or listen to this podcast for shits and giggles. We're not just doing this because, oh, this this is just fun. No, you're here for a reason. You're here, I believe, because you want to take your life somewhere. There's something inside you that says, it's got, there's got to be more to this. And at some point, as we've drawn out this spiritual journey, we're saying our lives can make a difference in our world. They can leave a mark. They can change us to become better people. I think that's why you're here. So how can we get there? We realize that self-doubt and lack of confidence steers us away from that reality. So how can we get that? That's what I want to talk about. This morning, I want to share a strategy. When I talk about it, I have a feeling you're going to go, of course, of course. It's funny, as I've talked about this strategy with people, 
the number of people that are going, yeah, 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 that, I've, I've experienced this, yeah, I, I hope that's what happens to you as, you as I talk this morning and as you start thinking about the different facets of this strategy. But before I talk about that strategy and the nuts and bolts of all that, I think it's important to just go back to that vision of what you're wanting. What you're wanting for your life. What is it you want? Where are you headed? Who are you becoming? Because if you don't really have an idea of that, a lot of the things that you're going to try to change or fix can become kind of a question of why am I doing this work? As I've been talking about this series with a number of different people recently, I've had people saying, oh, it seems like a lot of work. I look at them and go, where are you going? Are you not wanting to go somewhere in your world, in your life, in who you are? We got this window of time, this chapter of our life. Do you have a vision for what this thing could be for you, for for those around you? If you don't, then everything I'm going to talk about this morning, it's like, nah, nah, pass. But if you're going somewhere, this becomes incredibly relevant. If you have something, if you, if you have a goal, if you have a project, you have a, have a window, you're looking ahead, you're who, I want to be this kind of person. Have you, I would just ask you, have you written it down? Have you made it clear? The art and the science of change is built around one's ability to clearly articulate what they're wanting. It's difficult to change one's life when you really don't know why or what you're building or where you're going. So throughout this whole series, we're talking about these different ways that lead to motivation, that can lead to change. But the, the question undergirding it all is where, what, what kind of change do you want? What do you want for your life? That's the question sitting underneath the question I'm asking today is how, how do we end the self-doubt or how do we chip away the self-doubt to lead to motivation which will lead to the change? According to Nick Winter, he wrote this book, uh, the bestseller called Motivation Hacker. Um, great book. Some challenging thoughts within it. One of the most effective tools that he speaks of in this book to deal with self-doubt is what he calls success spirals. Success spirals. I've, I've been talking, actually, since I got up here, about failure spirals. <laughs> Most of us are very familiar with failure spirals. You have a little setback. You step out to do something, and it doesn't go quite the way you wanted, and it chips away at your self-confidence. And you go, oh, that didn't really work out. You think about the kid that went and kind of asked a girl out on a date, and he gets denied. And it's like, oh. Well, the next time he goes to reach out to someone, it's like, I think I might know how this is going to turn out. What happens? Eh, I don't think I'm going to talk to her. This is how failure spirals work. 
You fail at something, and then something in your head says, yeah, I don't think you got this. And the next time you go out, and then it doesn't quite work out, oh, I really can't do this. And then that thing just starts spiraling. I'm not even going to try. More failure, more failure gets its... Nick Winter says the opposite is true. Rather than a failure spiral, you get into a success spiral. Success spiral gets created when you achieve some series of wins. You get a few wins under your belt. And you look and you go, whoa, look at this. <laughs> I'm kind of winning. Something inside your brain goes, yeah. I think you got this. And you go, yeah, I think I do have this. And all of a sudden you're going, well, if I could do that, I could probably do this too. And all of a sudden, one success piggybacks onto another one, onto another one. The confidence starts growing. The motivation levels start climbing. Pretty soon you're like, bring it on. There are stories within our community. A woman, husband left. She's in this place where she's like, I don't know what my life is going to be about. She walks into a gym. She starts powerlifting. She's in her 60s. She's now master's champion. And she's Canadian record holder. One little success after another one, after another one, after another. She's like, oh, then I'm going after this one. And now I'm going to take on that. And now I'm going to take on that. That's how a success spiral works. Little win, little win, little win. Confidence starts growing. Oh, motivation levels rise. All of a sudden you're like, what can't I do? You feel the momentum, the motivation kicking in. All of a sudden you can't wait to get after that garage. <laughs> Bring it on. I got plans. This is child's play. You begin to believe in yourself, you begin to trust in the commitment you make to achieve the thing. You know, there's a real art to these success spirals. For some who are really early on in the journey, they say that little window when you first start off at something is critical. It's like you're in ICU. One little wrong move and it can wipe you out. I never understood this before. I would just kind of get inspired one day. I'd see someone doing something. I'd go, okay, that's it. I'm doing this. And I would step out. Now, knowing what I know, totally teeing myself for failure. I looked at that project that had my number, and I said, all right, you're going down Saturday. And I would step in there without much of a plan, and when it didn't work out, one little thing standing in my way, it's like, oh, geez, I hadn't thought about, oh, no. Oh, what am I? And then something starts shifting inside me. I'm like, I don't got this. And I'm back in the house. I'm like, ugh, for another day. And the, the hit, they said, when you are starting out, it is imperative that whatever you do, whatever you check list that you put out there, that you win. It's imperative because a win, you check off one box. Let's say you get one unit of confidence for that one check box. You fail, and they said it's like three or four units of confidence 
goes down the tube. It's, not, it's disproportionate. You can be winning, winning, and all of a sudden you take a loss. It's like, oh, shit. I, I knew it. I knew it. I was supposed to be at the gym three times this week. I only got there twice. <laughs> Here I go. I can feel it slipping already. How many of you have ever felt that? It's like, oh, no. The wheels are wobbling. I don't know if I got this. Yeah. They said in that early incubator period, you need to set yourself up so that every task you tackle, you can achieve it. So here's what they did. They said, well, like, how would you do that? How would you avoid failure? They said, take all your tack, take the goal, take whatever, be broken down into little pieces, and have on one piece of paper the things that you can almost do in your sleep, that you love doing, that it's easy. You go, I can do that. Brush my teeth. There I go. Okay. As, as, as simple and as small as it needs to be, you're going, okay, I got to win there. I got to win. You start, and they said on one list, you put those ones down. Now you take the Goliath, the garage for me. And they said, you pull those tasks out for a second. Pull the project out that's got your number right now. You're setting that aside. You don't need to worry about the garage right now. You got a self-confidence problem, Jarvis. Something in your head says you're not capable. So what are you going to do? You're going to hack your brain. That's staying off the list. I am going to do the things I got. I got in spades. And what you're going to do is you're going to string some wins together. Let me just say something. I know there's someone here today, and the defeating cloud that's got you by the throat, you're sitting here going, I'm just nervous even talking about this because I, 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 I just don't think I got this. Listen carefully. You're going to find things you can do. It's funny. I've been... They talk about these process or learning goals. Stay away from outcome goals. I'm going to master this thing. I'm going to have the garage completely done. They said, whoa, whoa, Jarvis, don't you dare set yourself up with that one. I'm going to lose X number of pounds. Don't stay away from those, especially early on. Focus on learning and process goals. These are just the little pieces along the way that you know are part of the outcome. Let's not talk outcomes right now. Let's talk processes. What can you do? I've been leading this, um, books, these book studies, self-development book studies now for the past three years. And I've noticed a pattern in every one of them. We're talking about deep themes of self-development work on the spiritual journey. We cover a lot of content. And typically what we do is we read three chapters every two weeks. And then we come in ready to discuss. Every time I've ran one of these groups, inevitably someone starts calling or emailing me a few days before that group meeting. They're going, I, I don't think I should come. I said, why? I, I'm just behind on my reading right now, and I, I, I haven't even read one chapter yet, and I, I'm not going to get there. Someone else will say, I, we're, just, we're talking about all these different things. I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to practice this stuff, but I, it's like the whole week went by, and I hadn't even thought about it once. I can hear the defeat already. I can, I can see that, that voice talking to that person going, you don't got this. And what I want to do is grab them and say, freaking, it's not about the three chapters. 
It's not about racing to the end of that thing and, and having said, okay, I, I read it all and I got a grasp of it. No, 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 no. How about, how about you read five pages this week? Five pages. Could you do five? No? Three. Could you read three pages? And just as you're reading through, find one thing that stands out to you. Just one thing. And then I want you to just spend five minutes thinking about that thing. Could you do that? That's three little things, three check marks. Can you read three pages? Can you find something that just speaks to you? And then just spend five minutes thinking about that. And then fourth, show up. That's how process goals I know some people I've talked to, they've been discouraged. They're like, I've been on this journey. I see the same patterns, same habits in my life for so long. And here I am. I've been coming out. I just tell them, freaking show up. Just show up. Don't get so focused on outcomes that you're going, I, I, I'm losing. No, 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 no. One goal, just show up. Download that podcast. Just listen. Let's just start there. Get out of bed Sunday morning and just Put your butt in that seat. Just one. That's one goal. This is part of the process. Building confidence. Steer away from the animals until you feel like your confidence is building. I know there's some people in here, you brim with self-confidence. Like, you're just... Your machine, I know you. I, like, I know some of you. I'm like, oh, man. I've, if you could only just sell that stuff, I would buy it. I would buy it from you. And, and so you're sitting here going, yeah, duh. Doesn't everyone do this? No. Many of us have lagged all our lives, and we didn't know what's going on. We just said, I don't have willpower like everyone else. You'll notice I have not spoken about willpower once this morning because that's not how this is. It's not how, what motivates us. Willpower is a short-term game. We've got to hack ourselves, building our confidence. When you start breaking down your processes, they need to be easily, and easily attainable. You string them together. Now, you can do this. You're... You're focusing away from the big prize. You're just going, okay, this is just a journey. There's one little thing, one little thing. You can do this simply by saying, oh, man, I, I want to master Excel. Hey, how about you just learn one skill this week? One Excel skill. Rather than saying, I want to spend a half an hour learning Spanish every week. How about this? How about if you spend one second per day learning Spanish for five days? One second. Could you do that? <clears throat> Don't be ri- Could you do that? Well, I think I could do that. Okay. That's what the experts talk about. Yeah. The next part of this process is as you string together these little things is that you're noticing. You're noticing. I, I, it's funny, my boys have kind of laughed at me at different times because they'll, they'll be busy. I'll, I'll have a busy day. All of a sudden we converge and they go, how was your day, Dad? Or they might not even ask me. They'll just say, hey, what's been going on? And I start rattling off. This, I just do this subconsciously. But now I realize what I'm doing. 
I start rattling off every stupid little thing that I've achieved that day. <laughs> well, and I'll start going on. They're going, okay, Dad, it's been productive for you. Okay, great. Dad, too many details. I can tell that from them. But something's happening in me as I'm reminding myself of what I've got done. That's how these lists work. If you can write down these little things, and it's like a checkbox. Now, there's apps, a gazillion apps out there. Tons of them. Google Tasks, Reminders app in and, and, and Apple. There's one that all the experts talk about. It's called BeMinder. And this thing has a whole bunch of technology built right into it. Not only do you break down what you want your life to become about, and you break it down into these process goals so you can check them off. But then what it does is it starts building in the commitment devices that we talked about a couple weeks ago. You don't get that list checked off, you're going to pay us $10 coming off your credit card. Like they, they've learned the science to, make, to br- bring you to the point where you're going, oh, I'm getting this done, I'm getting this done. You get traction to whatever degree that you would want to take this. Again, do you want to change or not? But they, the science and the reviews on these kinds of apps are unbelievable. But the key is you've got to notice that you're winning. That's the hack. You string together a bunch of these goals, all of a sudden you're going, I, I checked off 12 boxes, and it's barely even 9.30 today. I'm winning. Now, it doesn't matter if it was, part of it was cleaning my golf clubs. It doesn't matter. It's a win. It's a win. It's a win. And your brain starts going, you got this, pal. Another thing that they talk about is that you must never lie to yourself. How many times have we kind of gamed the system? Said, well, I... I ran up the stairs really quick. That was kind of my exercise today, so I'll check that off. Your brain's too smart for that. You don't hack your brain doing that kind of thing. In fact, if anything, it erodes trust in yourself. It whispers in your ear, you're lying, you're a fraud, and you know you can't do this now. So that's why they say you need to practice Murphy Jitsu. <laughs> How's that for a name? Murphy's Law, you've heard of that? Everything that can go wrong will go wrong? They say, no, no, no. You want to start building confidence when you start setting out what it is you want to achieve in your life. You take that goal and you start thinking deeply about what will go wrong and you have your backup plans for this. I want to work out three times a week. Let's just pick on that one because let's face it, I think we've all maybe at some point in our life tackled that one. The problem is, as you get to the end of the week, all of a sudden you're like out of days. You're like, oh, no. So the first question is, no, what specific days are we talking here? Okay, well, we'll do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Great. What if I forget? Tell you what, set your alarm two hours early. Or how about eight hours early before you go to work? Just in case you forget. Okay. But you know what? Sometimes I get to work and I forgot my gym stuff. How about what we do is while that alarm pops up, it reminds you to put your clean gym clothes in the car. So you always have a set in there. Okay. All right. That will eliminate that excuse. I get to work and all of a sudden I'm not ready for it. What if I can't go during gym hours? Hmm. What if I plan to go right after work at 5.30, but then I've got a function and I get derailed? Okay. What about a YouTube video that you have ready to go 
saved on your favorites at home. That's just a body weight workout you can throw on at home, do it no matter what time of the day or night. And I'll get rid of that one, okay? What if I'm too tired? How about you just show up and take it a little lighter? That will be the rule. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'll get rid of that. Sure. What if I'm injured in a car accident? <laughs> you know, you can take this. <laughs> you go, okay, well, I'll, I'll let myself off the hook. Emergency pass. You, you come up with these solutions. Murphy Jitsu, you make a way to insist that regardless of what goes down, your brain doesn't register it as a loss. You're simply flipping to plan B and plan C. Meanwhile, your brain goes, we're still winning. You walk through all the possible scenarios and you just say, no matter what life comes along, I think there will be some way for me to check off that box. Just got to keep that train moving. You just got to keep those boxes checked. Before long, the motivation start, levels start rising. You know, I was chatting. Kathy and I were together with um, a woman a while back, and I mentioned, I mentioned the series. She brought up her desire to lose some weight. Just volunteered that right there. She goes, what do you got? Throw me a bone here. Help me out. What are you guys going to say? I said, well, so at the time I was talking about these commitment advice. I said, you know, you can make your, your, your goal known to everyone. There's a little bit of social pressure. That might. She goes, nope, tried it. Didn't work. What else? I said, well, they have these hard commitment devices where you put up a lot of cash. You say, if I don't lose it, blah, 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 whatever, you have to pay out money, maybe to an organization you hate or to someone you don't want to give money to or whatever. She goes, nope, nope, wouldn't work on me. What else? I kind of got pissed off at it. I was like, you just don't want to change. I got in the car and Kathy was like, oh, she doesn't believe in what you're doing. I said like, hey, some people just don't want to change. I, I was kind of, I was, I was kind of put out by it. Days later, I began thinking about this whole area of self-confidence. And I wish at the time I knew what I know more specifically now, because I, I think I would have looked at her and said, I think you've lost faith in yourself. And maybe right now, that's not the goal you need to be focused on. Maybe let's just park this right now. Let's build up some confidence in yourself in some of these other areas, because right now you are winning in so many other parts of your life. And if you can see that, if you can see your, the way that you are following through on these other things, perhaps that will give you some more confidence to step into this one. Let's start here. I wasn't quick enough to say it, so I just left pissed off. But I would, I would now. I'll be ready. Let me ask you something. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you assess your confidence levels and your abilities in that thing maybe I had you thinking about earlier? The one area that's got your number. Where, where are your confidence levels? And, 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 and as, even as I'm talking this morning, does it get the juices flowing? Does it get you thinking about 
How could you develop confidence? Where are the areas that you're winning right now? And have you, have you stopped to celebrate those wins? You're winning in some part of your life. Have you been checking off the boxes and looking at it and telling yourself about it? Celebrating. Saying, look at me, I'm, I got this. It's just that one area that makes us feel like losers. Forget about that right now. Focus here. That'll come. Think about that thing and all the little things that would make a success of that thing that you have. Maybe that's a strategy this week is where you just say, okay, I can't tackle this whole thing. In fact, I'm not going to get it done in a day. I'm not even going to get it done in a week. But what I can do is this week, I can just focus on putting everything back that does have a place. I'm going to just, I'm going to pick, I'm going to find five things. I know where those hockey sticks go. I got my painting supplies out in the shed, okay? That's one, that's two. Golf clubs, that's going to go in my trunk. It's time. A few little things, chipping away, chipping away. And then I'm going to mark them down. Oh, yeah. And when I walk out to the garage, I'm going, okay, look at all the stuff that's been put away. All right. Okay. What's next? Maybe the next week I say, all right, I'm going to just throw out everything that needs to be thrown out. I'm just going to focus there. Five things a day. You know this stuff. This isn't rocket science. But how many times do we, do we get caught hanging with something over our head going, oh, I need oh. And it is as simple as just break it down. Get some wins under your belt. Chip away, chip away. Could you just drink one more glass of water today? Could you just do one more thing than you did yesterday? What is one little thing you could do today? to get a win under your belt. You got this. If you're here today and you're feeling defeated, listen to me, you got this. Just need to change strategy a little. And at the end of the week, you watch your confidence level just inch up and inch up. If you look at the long game, you think about what it will do if you can build your confidence each day get up to 30 days? There's something about checking it off. You know, Peloton, you're going to get sick of me talking about this thing. But they got this thing on their app. Where it doesn't matter what I did. It could have been a five-minute meditation. It gives me a dot on the calendar that says, Jeff, you did something that day. So I look at the calendar and I see these dots. I'm going... I might have only had five minutes. It didn't matter. I don't see that. I just see the calendar. I see dots. You need to get some dots on your calendar. You get some wins. Feel that confidence surging. Yeah. You got this. You got this. I got this. I got this. 
and you start stringing together a bunch of things like my garage. And all of a sudden, what ends up happening is you just start looking and acting differently. That's, that's the outcome. That's down there. It happens. It sneaks up on you. And before long, someone's looking at you going, you look different. You're acting different. You, you know what? Way back, if this would have happened to you way back, I know how you would have reacted. What has changed? You seem so calm. We get these success spirals going, and let me tell you something, we change our world. But it starts with just one freaking little box. Check off some boxes this week. Let's get some success spirals going, hey? Let's get some confidence moving. Let's get some motivation levels up. And then let's change our world. But that'll come, okay? We'll talk about that later. Next week, we're going to talk about the distractions that kill motivations. Distractions. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Trust me on that one, all right? Uh, Already, put it down. That's one of the boxes. Check it off. You're showing up, all right? Have a great week, everyone.